Oh, we back. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I feel like I didn't start that right. I feel like, let me go, boom, goes the candle. Yeah, 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 now it feels right, now it feels right. Uh, so yeah, we back again. Welcome to the Theorist Lounge. Welcome to Just Talk on the Theorist Lounge with Guiani Bila. Uh, back again, back again, as troops would say. Um from a fire episode from last week yo the reception from last week was immense 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 uh thank you for listening to the podcast i was looking at the analytics and people that shared it i saw everything and also the engagement um i guess it was something we needed to talk about and a lot of people had opinions about it um let me share a few thoughts uh uh, I have like two voice notes that were sent in and then we also have a couple of texts, uh, but I didn't ask about permission on the text. So I'll keep that to myself. Uh, today's episode is a very special one for me. Uh, uh, well, I'll let you know because I recorded this maybe two, three weeks ago. Uh, it's one of my last tapes uh, in the midst of everything being so busy in my life. I couldn't release it at that time, but I recorded it and I put it in a time chamber and I feel like it's still necessary for me to take out and honor the man. It is called Why We Will Wakanda Forever and um, it's dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, but first, um, also on the table, let me uh, correct myself from last week. I said we use the Greek calendar. It's the, uh, I meant to say the good. Gregorian calendar, guys. It's the Gregorian calendar. Um, this is, um, let me take a little extract from the website, from Wikipedia. It says, and I know citing Wikipedia is like a joke, but sometimes, you know, they have, they have information. Most of you guys do, by the way. Anyway, it says the Gregorian calendar is the calendar that is used most in the world. It is named after Pope Gregory, the, I think, 7th who introduced it in October 1582. The calendar spaces leap years in... Uh, wait, spaces leap years. Sorry, I need to move my mic on my screen. Let me just move my mic. Spaces leap years to make it an average year of 365.2425 days long, approximately the 265.2422 day tropical year that determined the Earth's revol uh, revolution around the sun. And why is my phone on? Jeez, Biani, can you respect your podcast? Or is it because I think it's because I have my whole PC and heater and what what and yes I'm using a heater, even though we like in in a new year as you would know. <laughs> Without any delay, uh, let's go into our first comment from last week's episode, guys. Uh, this comes from Shichunjo Shoyemina, uh, and he had this to say: "Yo, that is one powerful." episode um the african culture the research up there and the fact that we we are lost you know when you 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 don't understand who you are you are lost for a long time and that explains a lot of things and the fact that the year starts in september 
makes more sense than it starting in January, you know. Right. So, yo, thank you for the education, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm going to keep uh, also listening to more of the research that you have or just listening to uh, Tatana Credel uh, Motwa. I've, I've, I've had his uh, theories and predictions about 9-11 and all these other things before. And that's always amazing, man. Uh, beautiful, beautiful episode. Thank you for this one. Yeah, guys. Shichunjo uh, uh, just uh, reminded me. <laughs> Ironically, Shichunjo uh, just reminded me. Um, because a lot of you guys were like, hey, can you, you know, uh, where do you get your information, share your sources and all of these things? And I'd like to listen to some. Guys, I'm going to use this to plug the Facebook page. Let that be the community. That's how even Shichunjusha sent his voice note. Um, you can send it to me personally, to those who have my personal numbers. But um, to those that don't, like, go to Just Talk on the Theorist Lounge on Facebook. Um, you, I, I will be posting all links I find interesting and, like, informative. And I'll, I'll post over there, guys. Um, then you'll find all links to sources or whatever. If you don't use Facebook, ish, I don't know. Because um, I know there's some of you guys that don't use Facebook. Uh, whether you call it a village or it's because you're just, you know, um, avoiding uh, the, the being part of the great hack. Um, maybe I'll send it via email. Just pop me an email. I should create a theorist lounge email, man. Yeah, man. Then we, we, we're going to formalize this thing slowly but surely, slowly but surely. Uh, let me know. We, we should poll. Should I have a, a theorist lounge email? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, so thank you for your input. Uh, I, I think more. it wasn't even like... Um, a question or anything I needed to answer it was a statement, you know. Uh, thank you for enjoying the episode. This also brings me into my 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 little bit of anxiety. <laughs> it brings it, it brings me into my little bit of anxiety uh, when people say, "Yo, the episode was so educational." I get your, I I get a bit of heart palpitations because. You know, uh, I'll bring you into my anxiety in a sense that sometimes, you know, your your work will, will exceed you. And then it, it always seems like, can you do it better than that? <laughs> so I always have anxious. So when people say, yo, you educated me. And then I'm like, is Theorist Lounge a platform where I'm educating people? I don't know. And what if I, I don't have any education this week? So then I have anxiety of putting out episodes. Um, I'm human, uh, I guess. But in art, I've learned something. In art, I've learned just take it out, man. It's for the world to consume. It doesn't forget about your past work. You know, you're only as good as your last game. Uh, and, and, and focus on the next game. Focus on the next game. Focus on the next game. Talking about our next game, our next comment is from Olile. Let's hear what she had to say. I think we have to really 
unlearn and relearn things about who we are as Africans. Because I'm also so confused about a lot of things. And as I still have the image of God as a white man. It's so difficult, Shiva. It's it's really, really so difficult. Because I was thinking the other day, like, if I'm made, it's an Im- I'm, I'm made in his image, then the image I'm seeing does not represent me. I don't look like that. So... We were, I don't know if we were brainwashed or what happened, but we have to really, really unlearn a lot of things that we've learned as Africans and relearn a lot of things as well because this new generation that we are bringing up, we cannot bring up them up as confused as we are, you know. And I'm glad that a lot of us are trying and we, we, we are going out there, you know, researching, trying to figure out who we are as Africans so that we don't repeat this whole thing. The, you know, it's... And the thing is, it's not only about land. I see land. I see that they took our land, but they, they took our identity as well, understand? Because a lot of who we are is dependent on what they said we were. So it's, it's yeah, I just had to share that thought. Uh, I think we have... So she also sent another one, but I'd just like to pause a second on um, your... A lot of us, the, we might need an episode for this one. Um, the image of God that she touched on, uh, you know, because in 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 theory, well, what I would imagine is God has no color, has no, uh, you know, formal, you know, but yet a lot of us, especially um, young black people who grew up. Um, maybe post, early post-apartheid or, or late apartheid or even before, you know, whenever we picture God or Jesus. And this was, was the mass, uh, I will say, hypnosis that happened everywhere is that Jesus was painted white and we, we inherently uh, grew this um, superiority figure around white people because the God that we prayed to was white. And a lot of people, um, yeah, a lot of, we still have inferiority complexes because of images and paintings that were put inside churches of, um, I don't know, what's this guy? Who posed for uh, Da Vinci to, 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 to paint? Ugh. I forget, Barnabas, what, what, I forgot him. But anyway, so that needs an episode on its own. But we need to unlearn a lot. I resonate with that so much, my sister. I, I once put up a status long, long time ago that said everything in history must be questioned. Everything in history must be questioned. Everything we've learned must be questioned. So I, I resonate with that, my sister. Dude, so I just heard you talk about Ethiopia, them being in 2013. Like, what's going on? What is real, man? <laughs> what is truly real? I feel like you're scaring me, which is good because we have to wake up. We have to wake up to, to the truth. We have to wake up to who we are and we have to wake up to the truth. But you, man, if they were not colonized and then they kept, they kept the African calendar and which year are we? Like, what's going on? No one, no one knows a lot of things happening to Africans. We are a confused bunch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we are a confused bunch indeed. A lot is happening, man. A lot is happening. 
So I finally leave you on this day uh, to go back to our our original topic for today. You know, we're gonna pick up on a lot of um, these 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 ideological, philosophical, theoretical topics of us as Africans. Um, I still want to have a bunch of you guys as guests. Uh, inbox me if you want to be a guest, if you want to talk about something as well. We, 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 we could get it. If you, if you think you want to, you know, tell your theory to the world, let's, 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 let's hear it. But for now, let's transition over to me a couple of weeks ago and how I felt. Um... Honoring the late, great Chadwick Boseman. And boom goes the candle. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute, but we're back at it again. Yo, let me check when last did, did we upload an episode over here. On the 14th of August, bro. Almost a month. Uh, today's date would be the 8th of September. We are recording this live on the 8th of September. Yo! Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot has happened a lot a lot has happened uh yeah but i i honestly believe there's no other place to start by um but besides this you know uh the tragedy that took place uh in the death of chadwick boseman so yeah that's the, I'm 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 thinking, because it affected me really deep. Um, his passing, uh, I thought about it like you know, for 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 a while. The whole day when we got the news, uh, even me and Matabo like you know, just like all of you guys, uh, just like most people across the world, it was, it it hurt, you know. That's what everybody was typing. That's what everybody said. It was just, you know, unexpected, first and foremost, very unexpected. Second, it was like the proverbial cherry on top of this, this what was a messed up year, you know. Uh, you think entertainment-wise... There was Kobe Bryant and this and then, you know, uh, many others in South Africa, uh, you know. It was just, it was just, yeah, left flank came out of the blue. But I'll, I'll try to prove my case why this was very, very tragic. Some, some people don't understand. Uh, most likely also because, like, you know, it seems like, Chadwick was just um, 
more of a commercial success more than anything, just another Hollywood, you know, dude from the surface value. But um, if you follow these things, you'll understand why a lot of people uh, were touched because he was our king. You get what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I'm thinking of even naming this episode Why We Wakanda Forever, man. Why We Will Wakanda Forever. So let's begin it off, bro. Let's begin it off. I'm in what kind of a level will make you want to forget her? We watch Black Panther together. Now we work under forever. Break up or never. You leave me under the weather. Blue tick, return to the sender. Move it, return to the sender. Wakanda forever, bro. Well, Wakanda forever. So I was thinking, like, a bunch of people were also saying, like, <clears throat> dude, like, so does this mean no Black Panther 2 and all of those things? Like, I know it's quite selfish for people to think, oh, no, Wakanda 2, when somebody lost his life, you know, uh, Black Panther 2, when somebody lost his life. Um, but, you know, it, it, that movie, it just shows you how much that movie meant to people. But I think, you know, like, like much good things, like much good movies, like classic movies, I think personally think um, um, they should just leave it at that one because there'll never be any other that will, you know, be befitting. Uh, they can never recast them anytime soon. I don't see the next five years uh, Black Panther being played by someone else. I don't see the cast um, gelling with that person that same way. And I don't see anyone that wants to take on that mantle at this moment in time because they know there's basically those shoes are so big and his death just amplified it that even yourself, like you're just setting up yourself up for disaster. But I'm thinking how privileged were we to even like have one? You get what I'm saying? We had one, Joel. We were quite privileged to 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 witness that. Some of us were even privileged enough to see it in cinema, you know, uh, how it was supposed to be seen, and 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 we got to see an all black black cast and majority black uh, filmmakers behind the scenes, and this was the first superhero film to get nominated for best picture, and so on and so forth, and um, you know. It was a stamp. That that film was the stamp of a star is born, not only within Chadwick, but everyone else within that franchise. You know. It 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 cemented, superseded uh uh uh, uh, uh Lupita's career, uh, uh um who was it? Uh the director behind the scenes. Ryan Coogler, you know, 
Genara Guerrera. Uh, you know, like so many. And within that, because Chadwick was already coming, it just made him ascend into superstardom. You know, I like saying he 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 reached that uh, you know your 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 DiCaprio George Clooney status right then and there. You know, with that film, how privileged were we to have one? Yo. So, man, I, I remember the first time I saw Chadwick uh, in the movie 42, you know, where he was playing Jackie Robertson. I, I won't lie and, and think to myself, it was like a role that, you know, I was like, hey, who's this guy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I do remember the movie 42. The movie stood out so much for me. It was like, wow, this happened. You hear what I'm saying? And then came James Brown's picture, Get On Up. You know? And you're like, hmm. And then Marshall, where he produced. Uh, and then, boom, Black Panther. And you're like, okay. You know? Jay-Z once said in a song, every day a star is born. Platform, platform. And that was the announcing of J. Cole. You get what I'm saying? That was the announcement of J. Cole on that song. And he came and a star was born. So that song, for me, equates to this movie. You know, a star was born. For everybody involved. And it went to even gross and et cetera, et cetera. But why Chadwick? Like, why, why, why was he exalted to be this man? Because this is a man that did it right, guys. You know, no shortcuts from him. No. So, yeah, this was a man that did it right went to go study acting at Howard University. Then further, he studies in uh, London. I think he went to the BAFTA Academy where he studied. Uh, an interesting fact, that's where Denzel Washington paid for his scholarship through a scholarship program. Uh, one of the professors from Howard reached out to Denzel and Denzel privately paid for uh, Chadwick's fees to go study a year in London, theater acting and screen acting and so on, to go get his like uh, degree and stuff like that. Uh, there's, there's, an intru there's, there's a wonderful, rather, tribute uh, Chadwick gave to Denzel Washington at the AFI uh, Institute, where he's like, there's no Black Panther without Denzel Washington. We stand on your shoulders, you know. Humble enough to even say that. You get what I'm saying? Um, humble enough to, 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 to recognize the people that came before him. Uh, this is a man that, that did it right. Every time he would speak, I could relate. I was like, oh my gosh, bro. 
This wasn't a man drunk of power. This was a man who it, it, it took so long to get there, who understood the strides to get where he got. He didn't get there overnight. He didn't get there by miracle. It was hard work, grit, and understanding. He grinded. He did the theater circuit. He did the school circuit. He did whatever circuit an actor has to do, the hustling circuit, the paying your rent, the rent is due, and I have to do this cameo, and et cetera, et cetera. He did it right. And he only started shining, getting that leading man role later in life. He started getting it like in his mid-30s roundabout. You know, when was 42, dude? He was just 43 years old when he passed away. 42 was like six years roundabout there, you know? So he was just starting to get into it. And that is why this is a tragic. It is a tragic. It's, there's no other way one can explain it except for this is tragic. It's a tragedy. Something that wasn't supposed to happen at this time. Man did it. Or it's like everyone around him that, that have done it and et cetera, et cetera, where he was supposed to now be in cruise control with his career, he passes away. That is a tragedy. Where his peers are on cruise control, where everybody's on, you know, I can now select this project and I like that and what, what, and all of these things. And, you know, like he, he could have the power to say yes, no. He had the power then, you know, um, I've heard stories where he was turning down roles, you know, because he could have popped even earlier. But he was turning down roles because he was like, these are perpetuating black stereotypes and I don't like that. And I will not take this role. He could have complied, but he stuck to his guns. This is somebody that stuck to his guns all the way till the end. You get what I'm saying? He did it right to where now he got to a point where, you know, that status, that A-list superstar, et cetera, et cetera. And it still was a man that was humble enough to say, you know, when people were saying, you know, how much Black Panther means to me. Um, I, I remember I saw this other mother was like, you know, my son and I's uh, Black Hood are defined by when Barack Obama became president and now my son has Black Panther. You know, and he was like, I'm well enough to say, no, please don't even compare me to Barack Obama. It's not that deep. Nothing, no other way to explain it, but tragic. It hurts. You know? So I want to play a little clip where he was getting an honorary doctorate from his university where they were honoring him and how they even introduce him, man. Let's let it play out. Mr. President, I have the honor to present Mr. Chadwick Aaron Bozeman to receive at your hand the honorary degree of Doctor of Humane Letters. And this is two years ago, by the way. Chadwick Aaron Bozeman, quintessential artist, actor, director, writer, 
your unique ability to completely embody the characters you chose to portray on screen and stage has created a phenomenal global sensation in the world of film and entertainment unlike any in recent history. Beginning with your work in the film 42 in 2013 as the legendary Jackie Robinson, who broke the color line in Major League Baseball by signing with the Brooklyn Dodgers at a time in America when blatant racism was rampant. And I told Ch Chadwick last night that Jackie Robinson and Martin Luther King Jr. received honorary degrees on the same day right here at Howard University as well. To your exquisite true-to-life depiction of the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown in the film Get On Up, and in 2017, your brilliant role in Marshall, which you co-produced about the iconic civil rights lawyer and first African-American Supreme Court Justice, fellow Capstone alumnus Thurgood Marshall, you have blazed a powerful new path in the world for the presentation of our rich lives of triumph over adversity that have been so sorely ignored for centuries. In this blockbuster year of 2018, audiences and critics around the globe have heralded your magnificence as T'Challa, Black Panther. In the feature film of the same name, and the entire movie has set a fire in the hearts and minds of people of all colors, creeds, and races the likes of which has never, before, has never been seen before. You said that you had written in a journal years ago your desire to be the Black Panther. The world is in worship of Wakanda, the fictitious, technologically advanced, and mineral-rich African nation ruled by the Black Panther, who is based on a Marvel Comics character which debuted just over half a century ago. Also in 2018, you reprised your role of T'Challa Black Panther in Avengers Infinity War, which is the fastest film ever to pass $1 billion globally. You came to alma mater as an undergraduate of T.L. Hannah High School in your hometown of Anderson, South Carolina, where you were reared in a loving, supportive home by your mother, Carolyn, and father, Leroy Bozeman. Having written and performed plays in your junior year, your focus was initially on directing, and you earned a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in directing in 2000. You were fortunate to have taken classes from the acclaimed Felicia Rashad, who raised the funds for you and fellow classmates to attend the British American Drama Academy in London. While your plan was to hone your talents as a writer-director, it was your exposure to Rashad's teaching that opened you to the fruits of acting as well. Settling in New York, you began your career teaching drama at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture in the Junior Scholars Program in Harlem in 2002. You landed your first television role on Third Watch in 2003 and had a series of other roles on CSI, CSI New York, Law and & Order, and ER, to name a few. While continuing to write plays, you felt it was possible to do it all despite your agent pressing you to choose one artistic area of focus. Ultimately, you did see the value in this advice, even though you had success with Deep Azor, based on the tragic true story of Howard alarm Prince Jones who was murdered by a Prince George's County police officer. Your decision to move to Los Angeles in 2008 opened the way for more achievements, as with your role in the television series, Lincoln Heights, then your first feature film, The Express, and a regular role on Persons Unknown in 2010. Other films included The Kill Hole, released just before 42, in which you starred opposite Harrison Ford. Draft Day with Kevin Costner in 2014, and Gods of Egypt, in which you played Thought. Chadwick A. Bozeman, beloved son of alma mater, 
your dedication to excellence, your pioneering indomitable spirit, and motivated commitment to your craft stands as the hallmarks of your incredible life and career. You are a shining exemplar of our cherished core values of leadership, excellence, truth, and service. It is with heartfelt respect and loving gratitude that we salute and honor you as orator on the historic occasion of our 150th commencement, conferring upon you the degree Doctor of Humane Letters Honoris Causa. Congratulations. Just even listening to that like brings like me close to a tear. You know, this is a man who did it right. That is a life of grit, a life of purpose, a life of following your dreams. And it didn't come easy. He taught drama, he taught directing. He went through it all, you know, and just when things were supposed to be. <sighs> ironically, not even ironically, sadly, sorry, he just got married. He just got married in October, you know. Many of us even don't, have that luxury of marriage settling down, kids, etc., because we are thinking about our careers, you know. We are trying to solidify and make sure that our kids don't go hungry. These are the sacrifices that, that we have to make because we are trying that by the time our kids get here, that, you know, there is a solid financial situation that I won't be struggling and you know etc thinking about my craft he just got married you know so condolences to the widow as well last October imagine all of this all of this was done while he was having fighting cancer the amount of pain the amount of anguish, what he was dealing with. There's like pictures of him visiting cancer patients. You know? There's even a video of him talking about the, the cancer kids that were terminal that he was talking to while shooting Black Panther. And he... he, he, he yo, he was like, I can't even... Imagine, they, they, all they would tell him was, we just holding on because we just want to see this film because they were terminal. At that time, he knew he was also fighting a fight. You know? It also brings a new light and new perspective as I'm watching his films and so on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, man was going through all of this, you know? I look at the Five Bloods, which I loved so much. I watched it. It aired. When did it premiere? April or June, somewhere then. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, Chadwick killed it." Now I look back at it, and I'm looking. Oh my gosh, he was quite thin here. I thought maybe he was doing it for a role, just as much as when those um, 
those concerns were coming out and they were like, oh, you know, oh, picture of Ch- a video of Chadwick just came out. He's so thin. What's wrong, etc." And I was like, this man is such a dedicated actor. It's probably for the new role he's about to go into. Because I saw he's, uh, he was about to go film the first Black Sumerai. Uh, I forgot the name. He was scheduled to be the star of the first Black Sumerai in Japan film, you know. I was like, maybe that's for what he's doing, you know. And a lot of people assumed, some people to their credit, you know, the, the ones that weren't trolling. We're like, hey, you know, he's it's for a role. That's how much of a dedicated actor it was. Little did we know, man was going through a struggle. A huge struggle. Even under this speech that we're about to listen to, he was going through that. So let's listen. Convocation keynote speaker, Dr. Chadwick Boseman. As you just heard, he is a true son of Howard. And Dr. Boseman refined his extraordinary talents right here as an undergraduate student under the mentorship of many remarkable people who have passed through these, these halls. Dr. Boseman possesses all of the qualities that we embodied. And even when the lights are turned off and there are no cameras, those qualities continue to shine brightly. And so it is for this reason I'm pleased to introduce the commencement orator, Dr. Chadwick Boseman. Woo! First, giving honor to the Creator and my ancestors on whose shoulders I stand. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. She is not here in attendance, but, but by tomorrow, she will have seen this. Let me also acknowledge my professors who have passed on to the other side. Because of work obligations over the past few years, I miss memorials that were held here for them. Professor Al Freeman, Jr., Professor Mike Malone, Professor Reggie Ray, Dr. Henrietta Edmonds, Professor Joe Selman, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Singleton. Professors and instructors that may be present, George Epstein, Tony Starnes, Denise Saunders, Professor Roberts Williams and Professor Vera Katz. Your lessons continue to guide and, and enlighten me to this day. To President Wayne Frederick and the Board of Trustees, thank you for bringing me back here and giving me this distinguished award. It's overwhelming to be recognized amongst this year's other honorees. 
I can think of no better place to be right now after the Black Panther and Avengers campaigns than to return and participate in these gradu graduation ceremonies with you. It is a great privilege, graduates, to address you on your day, a day marking one of the most important accomplishments of your life to date. This is a magical place, a place where the dynamics of positive and negative seem to exist in extremes. I remember walking across this yard on what seemed to be a random day, my head down, lost in my own world of issues, like many of you do daily. I'm almost at the center of the yard. I raised my head and Muhammad Ali was walking towards me. Time seemed to slow down as his eyes locked on mine and opened wide. He's raised his fist into a quintessential guard. I was game to play along with him, to act as if I was a worthy opponent. What an honor to be challenged by the GOAT the greatest of all time, for a brief moment. His face was as serious as if I were Frasier in the Thriller in Manila. His movements, his movements or flashes of a, of a past greater than I can imagine. His security let the joke play along for a second before they ushered him away. And I walked away floating like a butterfly. I walked away amused at him, amused at myself, amused at life for this moment that almost no one would ever believe. I walked away light, ready to take on the world. That is the magic of this place. Almost anything can happen here. Ain't you? you know. Howard University. I was riding here and I, I heard on the radio somebody call it Wakanda University. <laughs> but it has many names, the Mecca, the Hilltop. It only takes one hour, one tour of the physical campus to understand why we call it the Hilltop. Every day is leg day here. That's why some of you have cars. During my junior and senior years, I lived in a house off campus at Bryant Street. For those of you, that's right, <laughs> Bryant Street. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that means, that's at the bottom of, of the hill where the incline gets real. <laughs> Almost every day, I would walk the full length of the hill to fine arts where most of my classes were, carrying all of my books because once you walk that far on foot, you're not walking back home until it's time to go home for good. But beyond the physical campus, the hilltop represents the culmination of the intellectual and spiritual journey you have undergone while you were here. You have been climbing this academic slope for at least three or four years, for some of you, maybe even a little bit more. Throughout ancient times, institutions of learning have been built on top of hills to convey that great struggle is required to achieve degrees of enlightenment. Each of you had your own unique difficulties with the hill. For some of you, the challenge was actually academics. When you hear the words magna cum laude, cum laude, you know that's, that's not you. 
That's not you. You, you, you worked hard. You, you did your best. But you didn't make A's or B's, sometimes C's. You never made the Dean's list, but that's okay. You're here on top of the hill. And I want to say something to that. You know, sometimes your grades don't, 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 don't give a, 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 a real indication of what your greatness might be. So it really is okay. For others, it was financial. You and your family struggled to make ends meet every semester of your matriculation. You had to stand in one line to get to another line, to get to another line for somebody that might help you. You had to work an extra job or two, but you're here. For a lot of you, not all, but, but a lot of you, your hardest struggle was social. Some of you never fit in. You, you were never as cool and as popular as you wanted to be, and it, and it bothers you. So your social struggles here became psychological. Even though you made it up the hill, you carry the baggage of rejection with you, but you're here. Or some of you went through something traumatic. You made it to the top of the hill, but, but not without scars and bruises. Some of you fit in too much. You were on the yard rapping on your frat block when you were supposed to be in class. <laughs> or you got caught up in the DC party life. I, I know how that is. I mean, we're right here in the midst of the city. Sometimes you forgot you were in school. You probably could have graduated with honors, but instead you are getting an oh yeah degree today. <laughs> oh yeah, I have class. Oh yeah, I have that paper due. Oh yeah, I have a final. You were literally too cool for school. You waited until the last minute to do your best work and it's a wonder that you made it up the hill at all because you carry the baggage of too much acceptance. Most of you graduating here today struggled against one or more of the impediments or obstacles I've mentioned in order to reach this hilltop. When completing a long climb, one first experiences dizziness, disorientation, and shortness of breath due to the high altitude. But once you become accustomed to the climb, your mind opens up to the tranquility of the triumph. Oftentimes, the mind is flooded with realizations that were for some reason harder to come to when you were at a lower elevation. At this moment, most of you need some realizations because right now you have some big decisions to make. Right now, I urge you in your breath, in your, in your eyes, in your, in, your, in your consciousness, invest in the importance of this moment and cherish it. I, I know some of you might have partied last night. You should, you should celebrate, but this moment is also part of that celebration. So savor the taste of your triumphs today. Don't just swallow the moment whole without digesting what has actually happened here. Look down over what you conquered and appreciate what God has brought you through.
Some of you here struggled against the university itself. This year, students protested and took over the A building, formulated a list of demands, and negotiated with our president and administration to determine the direction of our institution. It's impressive. Similarly, during my years here at Howard, we also protested and took over the A building in order to preserve Howard's alum, annual, in order to preserve Howard's annual appropriations from Congress. President H. Patrick Swagger decided to, re to reduce the number of colleges at the university. By his plan, engineering would need to merge with architecture, nursing would merge with allied health, and fine arts, my school, would be absorbed by arts and sciences. That's how we saw it, absorbed. <laughs> For many of us in fine arts, this signaled to us that our cur curriculums or the curriculums of students following us might become watered down concentrations. This undermined the very legacy we were proud to be a part of and aim to continue. The fine arts program had produced Felicia Rashad, Debbie Allen, Isaiah Washington, Richard Wesley, Donnie Hathaway, Roberta Flack, just to name a few. We we felt that, yes, yes, you can go on and on. You can go on and on. You can go on and on. We felt so, yeah, guys. Let's reach the hilltop. I think in honor, my G, my king, you lived the life of climbing that hilltop, you lived the life of honor, you served well. And I have no doubt in my mind that God is gonna look as you walk in those, those gates and say, here comes a man who did it right. Here comes a man Who did it right. So in honor of Chadwick Boseman, in honor of your legacy, thank you, my king, Wakanda, forever.